Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com/people today. Hello Simpsons fans and welcome to the Simpsons 4 and 1 more pod. I am your host Emma Apps and with me tonight I also have my co-host. Hey this is Bob Shoy. And tonight is an episode that I've been looking forward to doing for quite some time, probably since the beginning of the pod. Um, So tonight we're going to be talking about our favourite Simpsons songs. Yeah and when we first talked about setting up this pod... When we were talking about like ideas for like side episodes that weren't like favorite episodes per series, this was the one that you were like eager to do. Yeah, I I feel a little bit more confident about this one than I did when we recorded the film parodies one. Um, right. I'm not quite sure why, to be honest, um, because it's not as if I could say that I'm more of a, a song fan than a film fan. Because at the end of the day, the majority of the songs are originals so um it's I, I don't know i'm just i'm just really excited to do this one i'm interested are you a fan of musical theater at all i am like i love right. going to the theater i love musicals and things like that but i'm not like hardcore i wouldn't say that i've seen i've seen like all the classics all the really right. sort of stereotypical ones and i've i do as i said i do really enjoy going to the theater but i've I would say I probably go to the theatre like once a year. Like I don't even, it's not as if I go regularly. That's that's still more than me, I'll be honest. <laughs> My husband absolutely hates musicals, absolutely hates musical theatre. Um, right. Because he grew up with two sisters and his mum and his two sisters used to drag him to the theatre all the time as a kid. So he, mm-hmm. he absolutely hates it. So sort of any time I suggest like he ref- point blank refuses to watch Grease, point blank refuses to watch anything musical. So I don't even mm. get a look in. So a lot of the time I have to kind of enjoy it on my own. <laughs> this is in, in our house. It's the other way around. Like Becca is the one who really doesn't like musicals at all. And I'm, <laughs> I'm not the biggest fan, but I'm just like, yeah, it's fine. It's just like a different mode of storytelling like i can watch a musical and enjoy a musical but yeah. she really struggles that disconnect of like suddenly everyone's singing i can like tune into that sort of mode of storytelling and she just finds it too jarring yeah i, d- I do get that um i wouldn't say that i've seen all the classics or anything like that but um the ones that i have seen i do really enjoy so actually i'm looking at my list having said that and it's very interesting that most of my choices 
are not ones that are like the characters will just burst into song. They're more like diegetic songs to yeah. the scene. It's it, it's not necessarily the big musical numbers where everyone's singing and dancing. So be really interesting to see i'm really interested in what your choices are because i feel like mine are kind of odd so bob we kind of set some rules did you want to explain to the listeners what sort of rules we set in place regarding the choices oh uh, yeah so i think last time we said no covers we weren't going to do ones that were covers um but then when i was looking through at my short list which was actually really long because there's way more songs in the simpsons than i remembered there being but um I looked at the shortlist and I was like, a lot of these are parodies. And some of them that I really like, when I looked into them a bit more, I'm like, oh, this is a parody of a song that I didn't even know. Yeah, I was exactly the same. Yeah, so I didn't want to pick any that were parodies if we weren't doing that. So I sort of messaged you last night and I said, look, do parody songs count? And you said, yeah, they're going to have to because it is like half the songs. (laughs) So parodies count, but direct covers don't. I don't think there are actually any real direct covers Yeah, that was the point I was just about to make. I mean, there's a lot of um, songs in here that I feel like are so original, even though it's kind of parodying um, another song, but the lyrics and everything is so original and to the storyline that you really can't tell. And if you're not familiar with that particular song, then you wouldn't know it was a parody at all. Yeah, 100%. Okay. So I went first last week, so do you want to start? What was the last side episode we did? The parodies. The film parodies, yeah. I try and keep it in my mind. You went first for the parodies, right? I think so, yeah. Yeah, you did. So it's my turn to go first. Okay. I should really make a note of this, so I'd have to work it out. No pressure. Right? I'm surprised you don't have a list of who goes first on what episode. Yeah, I really should. (laughs) I really should. Letting the list side down, Bob. Okay, so, um, yeah, let's get into it then. So, my number four, and I wouldn't be surprised if there was a song from this episode on your list as well, because some episodes have quite a lot of songs in. If there's, if, if the episode is based around music, you'll get quite a few songs in there. Yeah. And this is one that we've talked about on the pod already um that has a lot of songs in it so it's from the episode colonel homer so it's a lurlene song (laughs) and i've gone for um bagged me a homer it's my favorite lurlene song and this is my number four come on boys let's break some hearts Oh, the bases were empty on the diamond of my heart when the coach called me up to the plate. I'd been swinging and missing at loving and kissing. My average was point double on eight. So I spit on my hands, knocked the dirt from my spikes, and pointed right towards center field. This time I'm hitting a home run. This time love is for real. Hey, Dad, can I do a handbone solo? Stop it! I've been slumping all season, but now I found a reason. I struck all of love that is true. I used to play the field. I used to be a roamer. But the season's turning around for me now. I finally bagged me a homer. That's right. I finally bagged me a homer. Lurleen, we're going to have to cut you off. We're getting some kind of grinding noise on the track. I love this. Um, Do you know what? Is actually what? not on my list. 
I didn't think it would be. I I wasn't sure if you'd have a Lurleen on there, but when we recorded that episode, I remember you saying we both talked about what our favourite ones of her songs were, and we had different ones. I was like, even if you've got one of her songs, it'll be different. Yeah. Um, so, so we'll find out later, I guess. This is actually like really, really, really high up on my list of favourite episodes, and I think I mentioned it mm. when we recorded that season. Um, yeah. But it just i'm i'm not even exaggerating when i say this like it just missed my list but i wouldn't right. have, i wouldn't have picked this one i would have picked um the original um that she sings in the bar your wife don't understand you yeah but i do i prefer that but i do love this one as well like those two songs are the two best songs in the episode yeah but she has four on the episode and yeah. I, I really actually like all four of them uh, but this is my favourite because this is the one that I find the catchiest. I find this get this is the one that gets stuck in my head. I will like hum this and like that opening few lines are so sort of like um, I don't know they've got such a rhythm to them. They're like a locomotive, like like get stuck in my head. The way yeah, it's, it's sort very of um, sort of traditional and very to the genre of country music. Because yeah, country music I know we've spoken about in the past is very like like a rhythm of a train type yeah. beat. So yeah, this this is very typical of that. But I love the episode. I love all the songs in it. And as I said, they only just missed my list, but they were so close to being on there. But I'm glad they were on your list because they didn't quite make mine. Yeah, and interestingly, when we recorded that episode, I said then I'm not actually the biggest fan of country music, but I think I just love... The, that episode so much and yeah it's the nostalgia of the, the way episode it looks i think at country music and the way that everyone is like passionate about the music sometimes i find myself if the characters in something are really into something i'll be into it as like, well through, like vicariously through them and everyone's like so behind her and her music and saying how great she is and i'm just like yeah she is great and i'm sort of like cheering <laughs> her on with everyone else yeah i know exactly what you mean um i really like this episode because it's so nostalgic for me and as I said on that country episode um like my granddad and my family are quite into country music so it was something mm. I grew up on so um when this episode was like when I saw it as a kid I was like I love this episode because of all the country music that was around me when I was growing up like more from my granddad yeah. and more from my mum but um my dad hates country music but um yeah just just everything about Lurleen, I love her. Even even though she does sort of turn into the biggest bitch that you hate say, at the you, end. You love her and then you turn on her really quickly. Exactly. Like, But I love the way that she's written. I love the look of the character. I'll just She's perfect. And, and the voice is so nice and so um, perfect for... She like reminds me a lot of a lot of um, country and western women. Um, mm-hmm. So they, they picked... The character they picked it really well like everything all the little details yeah and so like i said like a lot of my choices actually aren't very much like everyone's suddenly singing this is like part of the plot like she is a musician and she's singing a song yeah and that wasn't something i've intentionally done but when i look at my list the majority are of them are natural to the scene mm. and it's a song in the scene rather than everyone starts like performing their emotions and what they're thinking and what they are wanting to do and the classical musical stuff. Is there like a particular line or a particular like part of the song that you like the most? 
Um, it's that the the very opening is the bit that gets stuck in my head. Like the bases are loaded on the diamond of my heart, and that bit, like that, really, that bit opening few lines, really, that's the bit that gets stuck in my head. Because yeah. there's a couple of um, some some of my choices, I've actually picked out like lines that I love. So I was just oh, right. I was just curious to to see if there was like a particular line that you liked or that made you laugh or anything like that. But no, I agree. Like. As, as you were singing that, my head was like going up and down, like to yeah, the beat. Yeah, exactly. You, you get really into it. Like it's a well-written country and western song. I love it. So yeah, that's my number four. Bag me a Homer from the episode Colonel Homer. Such a good choice. Okay, so my number four is Baby on Board, season five, episode oh, I knew one. This would be on there. From Homer's Barbershop Quartet. <laughs> and a one, and a two, and a three. Boom, 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 boom. Baby on board. Sign on my car's window pane, bouncing my stem, loaded with pep, cause I'm driving in the Yeah, this had to be on my list. Obviously, it was number two on my favourite episodes of all time. Um, I just, I love the whole, like, barbershop quartet sort of thing. Um, yeah. And, like, a little, like, fact about me was um, on my wedding day, I had, like, a Dixieland jazz band, like, 1920s Dixieland jazz band on my wedding. So, I love, okay. like, the whole, like, jazz type um, thing. Um I didn't have any um, barbershop quartet singers, unfortunately, but like the whole sort of clarinet-y type mm. music, like I love that sort of thing. Yeah, so obviously it had to be on my list, um, but this actually placed at number four because I'm, I, I don't know, I love it. And I, act, I was going to say, I actually thought this would be higher on your list. I was expecting yeah. this to be on your list, but I thought it'd be higher. Yeah, yeah. So there's reasons when I get to like my third second and first choices as to why i prefer the other songs but obviously this just had to be on my list but um i got some facts about this song that i actually really really liked um so i didn't really know this but apparently the people who do the singing voices of um the b sharps and the people that wrote this song are called the dapper dance and they oh, right. and they are apparently this barbershop quartet that performs in Magic Kingdom in California oh, in Disneyland. Right. They're like these Disney barbershop quartet like people that I'd never know known about or never heard of before. But apparently they're pretty famous and as I said that they are at Disneyland in California and I think they've done some stints in Florida as well. But apparently they're singing down Main Street, USA in Disneyland. So that's I thought that was pretty cool. And they were the ones that actually wrote Baby on Board. 
and they are also the singing voices and then the actors just kind of sort of sang as well but they kind of like overlapped the two right. so yeah, you can so you still tell hear yeah so you can still hear sort of like Dan Castaneda and stuff singing but the actual main song is actually these Dapper Dan singing and they've just like layered it on top um, that's great yeah which I thought was pretty so if, cool if they're the Disney Disneyland singers they can actually sing Baby on Board at Disneyland now I suppose exactly. now that Disney owns Simpsons exactly that's that's my point so um, I intend so I've been to Disneyland in Florida and I intend to like take my kids back as well and if I ever see them there I'm going to ask them straight up can you sing it for me because that would literally make my life <laughs> oh of course so, yeah. I've um, I've never been to any of the Disney parks. Really? That doesn't surprise no. me, to be fair. I don't know why. <laughs> Am I missing out? Um, do you know, it's really funny. So I have always been a massive Disney fan, always been a massive Disney princess fan my whole life. Um, and my I grew up with a sister and a mum and a dad. And my sister and my mum, obviously, are massive Disney fans as well, but my dad hates it. And I'm not even joking, when we went, I was like 15, I think, so I wasn't even young. My dad was the biggest kid of all. Like, he hated Disney before we went, but obviously went because it was Disneyland. And Mm. um, he was literally the biggest kid there. He absolutely loved it. And I feel like people who think oh i'm gonna hate disney might not necessarily like you might absolutely love it <laughs> i don't know I, i'll be honest i i think i would really like it yeah i'm not a big fan of crowds and i know it gets busy but i do like disney films i literally just got done recording an episode all about disney films for uh, my filmography podcast love that uh, which will have been out for, <laughs> it oh. have been out for a long long time <laughs> by the time this comes out but it, it, it we just recorded that um so I am actually a big fan of Disney films. I've seen like nearly all the Disney films. I feel like we've spoken about um, Disney films in the past, actually. Like, I don't think it was on the pod, but I think just like general conversation. I, I remember. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I do like Disney films, and obviously, like, there's other things at the Disney parks that I would be interested in. And I'm a big Star Wars nerd, so they have the big Star Wars world at Disney World, which makes me want to visit as well now. And obviously, if you go, go to California or Florida, they also have Universal, which has Simpsons World. Yeah. Well, I'm wondering what's going to happen with that. Is that going to go, and then Disney are going to have know. their own Simpsons World because? Universal don't own Simpsons anymore. This is true. This is true. I am interested to see what happens there. I hope that I make it back in time if they do decide to close it because I've wanted to go for so long. Yeah, I've I've, I've only been to America once and it wasn't to anywhere where the Disney parks and things are. Yeah, I just did the whole Disneyland holiday when I was younger Mm. um, and it was one of the best holidays I've ever been on but I don't know if it was just like my age or if I'd enjoy it. When I was it. a kid I always wanted to I used to always try and, and talk my dad into taking me. But. I've been to Paris a couple of times which isn't I mean it's, it's fun like I love it and if you're in Paris then do it for, but it's only a day trip kind of situation yeah. it's like going to Fort Park for the day like you just go for the day Yeah. but I've been to Paris twice two three times um but i went actually after i'd been to florida so it was a bit of an anti-climax because i'd already done florida Mm. but it's disneyland it's you know it's like a million disney shops in one and yeah it's i love it so for me i'm a big fan but obviously other people might not necessarily enjoy it as much Mm, i do i do want to go Maybe I'll make it to the Paris one, even if I don't make it to the US one. But that's, we're turning into a theme park podcast. (laughs) 
<laughs> Moving on. Yeah, yeah, potentially we should move on. Probably cut all that. Oh, no, 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 it's going in. Because uh, it was the Dapper Dans that got us. I was wondering like, what yeah. got us onto that. It was the Dapper Dans, yeah. The real life B-Sharps. But yeah, the real life B-Sharps. Yeah, Baby On Board, great song. This is one that obviously gets stuck in my head. It gets stuck in everyone's head. And I always think like there's more... Is there more songs in that yeah, episode so there's, or is it just um, Baby On Board? So there's Baby On Board and then there's the... Um, Oh no! So it's not—it's not actually a B sharp song, but they d- sing the um, "Goodbye, my Coney Island baby," yeah, which yeah. I think is just like a a, a barbershop quartet, like a famous like song that normal quartets do. I don't think it's actually a B sharp song. And then obviously Homer's um, trying to write songs, and um, he sings um, the one about. Um, you know when they're like really lacking in inspiration, and he's like, "Yeah, I've actually just got my yeah. list here of all the songs." I can't think what how um, it goes because they are like one hit wonders. Yeah, you yeah. only really hear this like one song, or you hear it so many times throughout that one episode that you can't help but have it stuck in your head. I mean, by the end. I mean, this this is definitely an episode where it's just like the one off song. Basically, it's not like yeah. the Lurleen episode where it's like well, several. I songs. I don't know. I think there is one other classic song in it, um, which is. Number eight. <laughs> Number, Number eight. eight. <laughs> Number eight. Number eight. Number eight. Number eight. Love it. Brilliant. So from number eight, from number eight to number three, it's... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Smooth. My number three, this is another... Um, this is a parody song. Okay. Um, and I'm. I was surprised at how high this went up in my list as I was working through it but I really love this and it is one that gets in my head a lot and it's the uh, Flaming Moe's oh, theme oh I love this which is a parody of the you know everybody knows your name the Cheers theme the Cheers theme yeah when the weight of the world has got you down and you want to end your life Bills to pay, a dead-end job, and problems with a wife But don't throw in the towel, cause there's a place right down the block Where you can drink your misery away Just a flaming mow away Happiness is just a flaming mow away Bye! How's the world treating you, Mr. Gumble? Yeah, so the flaming mow's theme really... I really love it. Yeah, it's it's brilliant. And um, this is, actually isn't on my list either. Mm. I feel like our I thought are, we'd have quite different lists. Yeah, I feel like our lists are going to be very, very different. But um, this yeah. this is very high up on my list as well. Um, I I really appreciate this song, and um, I can I can actually hear it in my head as I'm like talking. So I'm trying not to get yeah. distracted. I remember when I um, so we put it out as episode three of this, but it was when I originally called, recorded my Simpsons four and one more with my friends. They um, we we talked about Flaming Mo's on that, and we talked about this song on that and i ended up playing it on that episode and when i was editing it into the episode was when i really realized how much i loved it it's brilliant and i kept playing it when i was sat on my computer 
because it was getting in my head. So I was like sat at my computer and just like left it running. It's just such a like a perfect parody. So since yeah, since I edited it into that episode way back when I did that, yep. I've really like discovered a love for this song not just as like oh a funny Simpsons song but just like I love this like version of the <laughs> the cheers theme this it's flaming actually, Rose version it's actually better than than the actual yeah. cheers theme and as I think I'm right in saying that it's actually the person who sings the cheers theme that wrote and sung it's not like he actually wrote Ooh. it and sang it I think I my research is lacking on that one. I have no idea because I'm not like a big Cheers guy. Like it's no. one of those shows that like maybe my dad would watch every now and then, and I'd catch bits of it. But I'm not a big a bit. I don't have much knowledge of Cheers. That's exactly the same as me. Like even though I'm the biggest Kelsey Grammer and Frasier fan, I haven't really seen much Cheers, and I did try and watch it um, when I was really really into Frasier after I'd finished binging it and I was like right I need to know like I feel like I'm missing some jokes um by not have having seen Cheers properly so I tried to watch it and I just didn't enjoy it as much I really didn't and I really don't enjoy the episode I think it's in the last season of Frasier where all they go to like the reunion and like all Mm -hmm. the characters are there like I really didn't enjoy that episode either and I don't I don't know what it is about it they did that on Frasier every now and then they pulled in one of the characters from Cheers for like special episodes yeah so um in my opinion, the Flaming Moe's song is actually a million times better than... <laughs> it, it's it's a really good song, but then when you like listen to the lyrics, it is just like, oh, this is a more realistic and way more miserable version of like <laughs> a dive bar. Because um, the lyrics are, when the weight of the world has got you down and you want to end your life. <laughs> Bills, <laughs> Bills to, to pay. pay a dead-end job. And and problems, problems with the with wife, the wife. Like, it's, it's a real like oh no this is a more realistic version of the sort of people who are sat in bars all day it's not all fun and games like cheers i love it yeah this is a really good choice so yeah i was surprised it was so high but i do love the flaming most thing good yeah as i said this isn't on my list but it is definitely up there for one of the best songs for me like mm. i really enjoy it and again an- another one that isn't just like people in the town bursting into song no, exactly. Yeah, it's 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 very well placed in the episode as well. Like, and I don't like I've, I keep bringing it up. But it's the first time. Just looking at my list, it's the first time I've noticed. Like, oh, I've really like not when I've narrowed it down. It's it feels like I've picked all sort of non musical theater type songs. Yeah. So on that note, my number three. Here we go. Is drum roll. Um, it's uh, it's predictable. Like I knew. You'd probably predict that I'm going to have this, but it's um, Dr. Zayas. Yeah. <laughs> Talking of musical theatre, this is exactly. literally musical theatre. And that's, that's exactly why I was like, well, on that note. Um, so this is yeah. season seven, episode 19, A Fish Called Selma. Mm. And this is my number three. Um, this is actually really, really high up as well on my favourite episodes of all time. It just missed mm. the cut. Um I love everything about this episode. Obviously, it's the Selma episode, so of course I'm going to love it. And um, Selma and Troy McClure were both in my favourite characters shortlist yeah, as well. Yeah, I was going to say, so, I'm sure I edited one recently where we were talking yeah, a lot about this. Yeah. Because um, that's when I was listening to this song a lot during the edit of that. It was the side characters episode. Yeah, and that episode will obviously go up before this one does. So obviously, mm. I won't go too much into the explanation of why I love this episode because that's more than covered in that episode that you've 
would probably have already listened to. Um, but yeah, this is one of my favourite episodes. So I mean, I will be putting a clip. I put a clip of the song in that, and I will be putting a clip. I will be putting a clip of all the songs in this. Yeah, one. this is going to be full of music. It's good. Um, so yeah, this is as you said. This is the musical theatre uh, number, but it's just classic so, Troy McClure. Like I love him so can much. Can I ask you a question about your choice? Okay. Because uh, technically, the the clips of the stage show that we see uh, stop the Planet of the Apes. I want to get off. <laughs> um, Which can I? Yeah, go on. Can I just say I actually didn't know that that was what the musical was called until I started researching this pod for this episode. Right, yeah. So like I was looking at it, I was like typing Dr. Zayas and stuff and, <laughs> and I was looking and all the research I found about the song, it kept saying about it and I was like, what is this? And then it clicked and I was like, oh, that's actually what they've named the musical. Yeah. It's hilarious. Uh, but it's it's technically a medley of two different songs okay. from the stage show so when you say your choice is dr zayas do you mean it's specifically dr zayas or are you including chimpanzee to chimpanzee no, in the monster? it's it? specifically dr zayas and okay one specifically of the, the first part yeah one of the reasons uh, so i knew he was going to ask that question okay <laughs> and my reasoning behind it is because i've got such a weird nostalgia for the falco rock me amadeus song <laughs> okay because i don't know why but my dad used to play this song when I was a kid all the time and it's just one of those songs that just remind me of my dad and remind me of my childhood and I really don't know why and um, <laughs> so obviously this the Dr. Zaya song is a parody of Falco's Rock Me Amadeus so even before The Simpsons like when I first first watched this episode I was like oh it's Rock Me Amadeus like I knew about the song before which is very very rare but I actually knew about Rock Me Amadeus before I knew about Dr. Zayas so and Planet of the Apes well yeah I, I said in the movie thing like I've never yeah. seen Planet of the Apes so I don't even get like the parody jokes behind <laughs> the film it shows how good the music is that you can enjoy it without even understanding the references it, exactly Help! The human's about to escape. Get your paws off me, you dirty ape! <gasps> he can talk. 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 I can sing. Ooh, help me, Doctor Zayas. 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 Oh, Doctor Zayas. Dr. Zayas, Dr. Zayas. What's wrong with me? I think you're crazy. Want a second opinion? You're also lazy. Dr. Zayas, Dr. Zayas. Dr. Zayas, Dr. Zayas. Dr. Zayas, Dr. Zayas. Oh, Dr. Zayas. Dr. Zayas, Dr. Zayas. Can I play the piano anymore? Of course you can. Well, I couldn't before. This play has everything. Oh, I love legitimate theater. So let me let me just sort of clear something up. So I was actually gonna put something else as my number three, and I literally changed it last minute. So I'd done all the research on this other song that I was gonna do, which I'll mention at the end if you don't have it in your list. Um, mm-hmm. And then I was looking at it, and I was thinking to myself, "No, I need to change it." And I literally changed it last minute and did like some research and stuff really last minute for this. And um, I replaced it 
with Dr. Zayas just purely for the whole like nostalgia of the whole Rock Me Amadeus thing. So yeah, th- this this won a place as my number three over the other song just purely for the nostalgia behind it. Hmm. And also because I actually prefer this episode over the other episode as well. So there was a lot of different factors, but it very, very, very nearly didn't make my list. Yeah, this this is in my short list. Um, I was actually just about so to good, say, yeah. is this in your list? Yeah, yeah. But the thing is, me saying it's in my short list isn't much praise because my short list is like 30 songs. I was just about to say, so it's, <laughs> it's definitely not your four or one more. No, no, oh, no, that's no. Good. It's not in my list. I was, yeah, I was, I, have, yeah. I was hoping that it wasn't in your list, to be honest, so that we could. No, no, no crossover on no our list crossover so far. so far. Interesting. One thing I will say is that apart from Baby on Board, all of my choices plus my one more are all written and composed. Well, the music was composed by Alf Clausen. Oh yeah, yeah. So I think I don't know if he does like all of the songs but he is like the simpsons music guy yeah so he he does all the incidental music obviously apart from the main theme which is danny Danny elfman Elfman. yeah he he did like the land of chocolate theme um which is our uh mid-break music and he he did like a lot of the jingles and small themes and incidental music and stuff yeah uh, for most of the simpsons rap so he composed the music and then uh john schwarzwalder was the one mm-hmm. who wrote the lyrics to Dr. Zayas. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's my number three. Excellent choice. I was hoping I was hoping you'd have that on your list because I wanted I wanted it to be on there somewhere. It didn't quite make mine. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. So, my number two is another non-musical theatre one. This is one of the uh, great playing over the closing credits songs. And this is Talking Softball from uh, Homer at the Bat. I love this. Well, Mr. Burns had done it. The power plant had won it. 
with Roger Clemens clucking all the while. Mike Sosha's tragic illness made us smile. While Wade Boggs lay unconscious on the barroom tile, we're talking softball from Maine to San Diego, talking softball. Manningly and Conseco, Ken Griffey's grotesquely swollen jaw. Steve Sachs and his running with the law. We're talking Homer, Ozzy and the Straw. We're talking softball from Maine to San Diego. Talking softball, Mattingly and Conseco, Ken Griffey's grotesquely swollen jaw. Steve Sachs and his running with the law. We're talking Homer, Ozzy and the Straw. Yeah, again, this is one. It's all the ones that are just like these are the ones that get stuck in my head, which is like they, that's basically been my like deciding factor. Like, how often do I hum this? For this one, all the time. Yeah. And this is a parody. I don't I don't know even know the original. I know it's a song called Talking Baseball. See, I didn't even know that it was a song. See, that's the thing. Yeah, it's sung by the same guy who sung the original. So this is the original was Talking Baseball by a guy called Terry Cashman. And so they wrote lyrics and he performed this parody version of it for the Simpsons episode. Um and it's just him singing about the various incidents that happened to the, <laughs> the various players throughout that episode. We're talking Homer, Ozzy, Ozzy and, and the, the straw. straw. Like, it's such a nice... He's got, like, a really nice, like, soothing voice. Um, and it the tune... I Like I say, I don't know the original, but this version of it, just, it gets stuck in my head. And it's, from what I know, it's the same tune. It's just different lyrics. Fine. I just, I love the tune. I feel like if I knew the original, I'd like the original as well, you know, even though I don't know anything about baseball. Yeah. It's just such a soothing, nice, like, it's almost like a lazy, that lazy singing that I kind of, I like sometimes. It'd be interesting to know that if our American listeners, if any of them know about the original life, it's a big thing. Yeah. If it's a big thing in America or not, or if us... Because baseball is not like a big sport over no. here. No. So we wouldn't necessarily know that song. I don't know if that might that might be a massive song in America, exactly. or it might just be like an obscure song that the writers liked and wanted to reference. And all our American listeners are laughing at us for um, not even knowing that it was a <laughs> a song. Yeah, they're like, you don't know Ter- oh Terry Cashman. He's the biggest hit, biggest star over here. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I just it's really funny. Like the lyrics are funny, but it doesn't distract from. The song just being a pleasant listen. I'm so glad that they put it as the end credits as well, because I think they probably wanted to put it in the episode, but just didn't have any time. So they're like, oh, we'll just put it in the credits. We talked about it on that series because I think it was on your list. Yeah. And it's such a great episode where they had so many different guest stars. Um, it, It feels like a kind of a monumental episode. And almost like an event episode. So then when you've got like a proper, you haven't just got the standard closing music, you've got an original song over the closing credits. Yeah. And it's almost just like a celebration of all the great stuff that's been in the episode so far. It's like singing about what happened in the episode and you're like reflecting like, yeah, that was a great episode. That's what I always think when I'm watching it. I'm like, yeah, I am having great memories of the last 20 minutes already. (laughs) I remember watching this on, it must have been Sky One, and then getting to the end of the episode 
and I was like, great, I love the song at the end. And then you know how they like minimise the box? No. And then this guy came on talking about whatever was on at like nine o'clock. And I was just like, oh, this is like one of the best parts of the episode. Literally my favourite part of the episode. Exactly. (laughs) How dare you talk over it. And they, yeah, they basically minimised the box so you couldn't even see like all the cool like animations of it and you couldn't hear the song. Yeah, because you get like... Also, you get like some sort of resolutions to some of the threads of the characters in in the images while this is being played. Exactly, as well, so. yeah, like original animation. It is a little epilogue that wasn't in the in the episode. Exactly, just like a little epilogue to what was what was going on. But yeah, talking softball, I love it. This is such a good choice. I really love this it. is this is a really good choice. But yep, it's not in my list either at all. It's another non musical theatre song. Yeah, I know. This is. Uh, <laughs> I'd be interested to know if you could predict what my two and uh, what my number one and what my number two are because I don't. I mean, they're classics, but I don't know if you'd predict them. So, um, I really have no idea. So, my number two is from Homer the Great. Oh, and it's We Do, <laughs> the Stonecutter song. Who controls the British crown? Who keeps the metric system down? We do. We do. Who keeps the planets off the maps? Who keeps the Martians under wraps? We do. We do. Who holds back the electric car? Who makes the Gutenberg a star? We do. We do. Who robs fish of their sight? Yeah, I was I was thinking this would show up to be honest. Yeah, it's the Stonecutter song. So I yeah. love this episode and I love this song. And I yeah, find myself same. singing it all the time. It was weird because when I was when I was looking through the list of songs and obviously every single song when I read the title, like the tune starts going through my head because I've seen all these episodes a million times and all the songs. And like I had forgotten about this. So when I was doing my shortlist, when this one came up when I, on the thing I was reading, I was like, oh my God, how did I forget it? <laughs> and it didn't quite make my list, but I was just so shocked that it wasn't didn't just come instantly to my mind because it's one of the most memorable songs. Yeah. So this is actually Emmy nominated, this song. Mm. And it was nominated for Outstanding Individual Achievement in Music and Lyrics. But unfortunately, mm-hmm. it lost out to, um, I, I've never heard this, but something called Ordinary Miracles from the TV special Barbara, the concert. No, I don't know. Which I'm assuming is Barbara Streisand, but who knows? It could. Oh, yeah, probably. It could be anyone. But yeah, it didn't get the Emmy, but it was nominated for it. So I thought that was really cool. Um, this is also another... Um, Alf Clawson, John Swartzwalder song. So apparently this song was not initially included in the original script for the episode and it was actually suggested mm. by Matt Groening, which is quite in- okay. which is quite interesting. So apparently it was written in the writer's room and it was literally just a, a free-for-all of the writers just throwing as many things out about right. what annoyed them about sort of the industry um and they were just throwing things out there and then obviously someone wrote them all down yeah 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 um and there are some lyrics in it that i don't like 
understand or don't get the cultural reference there's to. some really specific yeah. references in amongst it if i remember rightly but what i think is funny is it's just basically poking fun out of uh the like the masons the masonic lodges and stuff uh which yeah. obviously the whole episode is about but it's also poking fun out of like the conspiracy theories around the masons and like the masonic lodges and stuff like who controls the british crown who keep the metric system down like all those sorts of things are like conspiracy theories that the the masons are actually stopping um yeah, yeah. which i think is really funny um but it's 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 cool because it's not just like one character singing it's like you get lenny and carl you get like burns and things so yeah i love this episode again almost this is like i was gonna this doesn't feel so like i sort of, when i think of a lot of the simpsons songs um like i've said a lot of them feel very like musical theatery. Yeah. Something about this song, even though it is just like all the characters are singing, it doesn't feel musical theatery. It almost no. feels like, oh, it's the Stonecutter song. We all sing this together. We do. Yeah. Yeah. We sing. Um, including like the alien that sings along with them. It's <laughs> really odd. It's so funny. We get the Martians under wrapped. <laughs> Love it. But yeah, this this is just up there for me. Like I think it's just because I love the episode so much and Yeah. Um I'm sure we'll discuss it more in when this season comes up. But um this just this episode just missed out on my top list of Simpsons episodes of all time as well. Like this is really, really high up for me in episodes. Yeah, this is a real classic. I think this I think this song would be near the top of a lot of people's lists because yeah. it's such a classic episode and a classic song, yeah. Yeah, and I think Patrick Stewart as, like, the leader, like, number one, <laughs> um, is one of my favourite cameos as well. Yeah. I love him. I love Patrick Stewart. I've got such a soft spot for him. He has a very dry voice but great comedy timing. Yeah, he's so brilliant. So I love seeing him in these sort of roles, yeah. And I think as well, because he was so funny in this was one of the reasons why he was considered as the role of Avery Bullock in American Dad. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I love him. And I um, I really love him as Bullock in American Dad as well. Oh, I think I know. he's great in that show. Yeah. I love American Dad. It's, it's so much, in my opinion, it's so much better than Family Guy. Oh, Emma, me too. <laughs> You're like the first person <laughs> I've ever spoken to that thinks it's a way better show. It's so much better than Family Guy. So much better. Yeah, same. When I was... I, I would totally agree. When I was sort of about 16 um, to, I'd say, probably like 25, was my like Seth MacFarlane phase. And I was like obsessed mm-hmm. with both. I think this is probably the era when I didn't really watch The Simpsons that much. Yeah. Um, and I obviously went through my Seth MacFarlane phase and I had all of American Dad and all of Family Guy on DVD and I used to watch it all the time mm-hmm. when I was at uni and stuff. And then it, for me, like, it just kind of got a bit too much and I was like, all right, you've gone a bit too far now and I just phased out a little bit and I'm not, I wouldn't really sit and watch either of them anymore. I don't know if my tastes matured or I think, yeah. just like the the shtick grew thin on me. That's exactly but, the um, same as me. I, I used to really enjoy watching Family Guy and I haven't watched it for years now and have no want to. I'm exactly but the if same. I was flicking through the channels and American Dad was on. I, I could still watch and enjoy an episode of American Dad. Yeah. I think it's much more sophisticated. I agree. Like, I would, if I sort of didn't want to sit and watch The Simpsons and if American Dad was easier to watch. 
like if it was mm. on if it was on a streaming service um i would just happily sit there and just watch an episode or two of american dad but i don't think i would sit and watch family guy anymore no i like um what I liked about it is it had a lot of like really high concept episodes. It almost felt quite future armory. Yeah. And it's like a real high concept episode every now and then, which I think they nailed most of the time. And do you know what? This is a bit of a controversial statement to make, but I think Roger the Alien is one of my favorite characters ever of all time. Yeah, he's of great. anything. He's really good. He is like the person that I want to be like friends with. I, any episode where it's like Roger and Steve. Yeah. I really enjoy because like Roger has such little tolerance for Steve's uh, loserishness that I, actually, I really enjoy it. Maybe um, yeah, maybe American one Dadcast. day, yeah, maybe one day we'll do a four and one more of uh, American Dad. Maybe, yeah. Who knows? But yeah, but, so uh, yeah, I, I'm so glad to hear someone else likes American Dad. <laughs> I appreciate it so much more than Family Guy. Yeah. So much more. Like I say, I haven't actually watched it for a long time, but I always have. I have fond memories of it still, and I don't have many fond memories of Family Guy. Yeah, I feel exactly the same. And as I said, like I think there was a correlation between my relationship with Seth MacFarlane, like Family Guy, American Dad, and then my decline of the like of The Simpsons. And it's yeah. almost like I'm going through a bit of a renaissance period now of liking yeah. The Simpsons again. It's, it's really weird. Like, I can't explain it. Yeah, I've had exactly the same thing. You rediscover it years later and you go, oh, this is like The King. This is like one of the greatest shows of all yeah. time. And I feel... How dare I, like, forget about it? Forget about it. Yeah, exactly. Like, there was... I don't know if it's just because, obviously, I know The Simpsons are still going now, but I don't know if it was just the decline of, like, my enjoyment of the episodes of, like, the newest stuff that they were churning out. And I think now, like, me mm. and you are exactly the same. We we won't really watch past, like, season 10, 11. Mm. But, obviously, all the stuff that was being shown during those years were the new stuff that was coming out, and we were just a bit like, yeah, yeah. no, I'm not, I'm not into so, that. So, in comparison, it was, like, something new when The Simpsons was getting dry. And I think that was a lot of the reason The Simpsons declined because they felt like, oh, we have to be more edgy in competition to this more edgy South Park and Family Guy that were going on at the time. Yeah, and I agree. And then they sort of ruined themselves by trying to be similar instead of leaning into what made them different. Yeah, because they were so much more wholesome in the earlier seasons yeah. and then like Homer yeah. just becomes a dickhead. Um <laughs> <laughs> basically and yeah they tried to yeah. be just too edgy and it was just a bit like oh there's no need it to didn't suit the characters it just, yeah it just, i didn't like it just seeing changed. homer be mean like that i didn't they homer like there's a lot of episodes where he basically is very similar to peter griffin yeah and i didn't like it yeah i agree but yeah we keep, we've had our theater tangent we've had a separate <laughs> file tangent but uh yeah what uh, we do that's what we we're talking about yeah. patrick stewart that's what got us onto it great choice for number two i love it so my number one I'm so excited. Uh, after all these choices where I'm like, no musical theatre choices are mine. This is like totally musical theatre so much. It's like it all burst out of me. My favourite Simpsons song is The Spring in Springfield. Oh my God. This is my number one too. Yes! <laughs> this <laughs> That's is, amazing. This is literally my number one too. So, so it's cool because we've got to the same point in our list that we could just talk about it for ages now. Yeah, excellent. <laughs> I, part of me was thinking, God, we have had none of the same so far. I really would love it if we both <laughs> had this as our number one. And we did. Yay! We really did. This is brilliant. I love yeah. this so much. 
You could close down Moe's or the Quickie Mart, and nobody would care. But the heart and soul of Springfield's in our Maison Derriere. We're the sauce on your steak. We're the cheese in your cake. We put the spring in Springfield. We're the lace on the nightgown. The point after touchdown. Yes, we put the spring in Total lack of morals. Our skimpy costumes ain't so bad. They seem to entertain you, Dad. The gin in your martini, the clams on your linguine. Yes, we keep the in Springfield. We remember our first visit. The service was exquisite. Why, Joseph, I had no idea. Come on now, you were working here. Without it, we'd have had no fun since March of 1961. To shut them down now would be twisted. We just heard this place existed. We're the highlights in your hairdo. The extra arms on Vishnu. So don't It's so good. I really love this episode. Yeah, I think we've spoken about Bart After Dark a couple of times, but obviously we haven't got to that season yet, so we haven't covered it in depth. But this no, is it's quite late. Yeah, I think I've got it here. Season eight. Yeah, season eight, uh, episode five, Bart After Dark. So it's quite late. So we've still got a while before we speak about it. But um, yeah, this is one of my favorite episodes as well. I love this so much. I just I love. This is like you say, like it cuts to different people singing in the Stonecutters thing. This cuts to like everyone gets different lines in this and they're all really good. I honestly feel like I could probably sing the whole thing right now. I'm not going to, but I feel like out of all the songs that we've spoken about, I could actually sing it like beginning to end without needing the lyrics. It's so big and bombastic in a way that I actually appreciate. Like it swells and swells and you've got like <laughs> so much instrumentation going on in the background. Then you've got all the the like boing, like all the silly sound <laughs> effects. It's so cartoony and fun. Yeah, I love it. But leads into, because it's about, you know, a, a house where there's stage performances going on. So it leans into the whole like, it's a big yeah. stage show thing. I didn't know this, but um, a lot of the episodes plot and I don't know if, because I don't really, I'm not really familiar with it, but apparently it's a film, The Best Little Whorehouse in Texas. Have you ever heard of it? Oh, I didn't actually know that. No. no I didn't know that. So um, I've never heard of it. I've never seen it, so I'm not sure. But I don't know if it's got a song in it that's similar to this or if it's just the plot of the episode in general. But yeah, I read that um, a lot of this episode is based on, it's called, I quote, The Best Little Whorehouse <laughs> in Texas. Hmm. Sounds unseemly. Yeah, but I love burlesque. I love like anything to do with sort of 
you know, dancing or like can can girls or like I just love mm-hmm. it. Like as a form of entertainment, like Ben and I have been to a couple of burlesque shows before and things like that. And like Dita Von Tees is the most amazing woman ever. I think I've accidentally stumbled into a burlesque tent. <laughs> How do you accidentally stumble into something like well, that? Um, I used to every year go to uh, the Latitude Festival. Oh, okay, yeah. And uh, that's a music festival, but it's like only four of the stages are music. The others are like other performing arts. There is a burlesque tent and a poetry tent and all this stuff. And I had one very drunken night, the, the, the most drunken night I've ever had there. And I was with one of my good friends, Jibs, who I've mentioned a few times. And... Um, we ended up in, in a gay cabaret tent oh, and then a burlesque tent. That and sounds... It was like early hours of the morning. We're really drunk. And there's some pictures of me dancing in the gay cabaret tent, which is really it's one of my favourite pictures. <laughs> You're going to have to send that to me because that, to me, sounds like the most incredible night. Like, I love um, drag and I love gay culture and I love burlesque. Yeah. So anything like that is my cup of tea. It was a really fun night. Yeah. But that's my only actual uh, exposure to burlesque in the flesh. And I wasn't, I didn't have all of my senses about me at the time. So I don't know if I really got the full experience of it. So two days after I got married, Ben and I actually went to a burlesque show. And Mm. I literally, I just said to him, we're going out for the night. We're going to a burlesque show. So it it was me that initiated it. And we had the best time. And he was like, you're the best wife ever, like, giving me boobies. <laughs> and I'm like, <laughs> I just appreciate it. Like, I, I love it as an art form. And as I said, like, I'm a big fan of Dita Von Tees. Like, a little sort of fun fact about me. I mean, I know I've mentioned my cats a few times, but we thought that Gatsby was a girl and we actually named him Dita first. Oh, right. And then we found out he was a boy and we was like, oh, we can't call him Dita anymore because, you know, <laughs> he's, he's a boy. So we changed him from Dita to Gatsby, <laughs> which is kind of sort of similarly like in the feel of the name. But yeah. So, um, so yeah, this episode, I've got so much to say about it. So be- before we continue about the episode and the song, would you recommend that I attend a burlesque performance? Oh, 100%. Because there is a place around, probably about a five minute walk from me that does regular burlesque shows. Yeah, so um, <laughs> Ben and I have been trying to go to this one in London, um, but every time, like, because we've got a baby and um, our time is very sparing, Every time mm. we say, oh, we're definitely going to go. Um, I can't even remember what it's called now. But um, every time we say we're going to go, we just something comes up and we just never go. But um, I think once, obviously, COVID is, I'm not going to say it's over because I don't think it'll ever be over. But I mean, once things get back to a sense of normality, we'll definitely make the effort to go there. It's, it's just like a Bella show in London that's quite regular. Mm. Um, but yeah, 100%, like, they're, they're so much fun. But... It's entertaining. It's you get to see women's boobs and like <laughs> I just sold exactly. It's just <laughs> yeah. It's just it's just a really good night out. So any if there are any listeners that actually live in or around Leeds, let me know and I'll I'll go to a burlesque show with you. There's, <laughs> there is a place in Leeds that does like burlesque shows. I walk past it all the time. I love that. I mean, I'm I'm thinking. Um, about booking a trip, <laughs> booking the train to go up to Leeds just to take you to a burlesque show now because I really want to share the love with someone. Um, but yeah. Um, and you want to see my reaction firsthand. Exactly, exactly. So yeah, I'll have to look into that. 
when uh, when we get out of lockdown. But yeah, but yeah, the um, so this episode is all is all about burlesque, and I'm sure when we get to series eight, we'll be talking about this episode because I imagine it'll be on at least one of our lists. It's a great classic episode, but the song. Um, I'm, I still, I'm so happy that this is the one that made it to the top of both of our lists. I'm shocked. It's funny because all the sort of, when I was doing my research, I was looking at a lot of lists that, um, of, that like people had made on the internet and this wasn't ever that high up on anyone's list and I was, no. I was really disappointed and I was like is it gonna be like really really rubbish is Bob gonna be like why the hell is this your favorite but I'm so glad that you appreciate it as much as I do well it, I feel like this goes through like loads of different like um rhythms yeah like uh it's you because you've With got the, the like highlights whole... in your hair to the extra arms yeah all that stuff <laughs> And you've got all like the jack in the box and the clang in the bins together. I love like, it. Like all that bit where it keeps swelling, duh, 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 like keeps swelling. In Springfield. Yeah, I love it. Um, and then you've got like the faster lines, like Grandpa, without it, we'd have had no fun since much of 1960. Well, that one, like, it goes. <laughs> You've got all these like different speeds as it goes on. I love the bit with the bullies that hit. They go. We just learned this place <laughs> existed. Yeah, that's what I love about it. It slows and then speeds, and it just keeps swelling, and it's all over the place, and it feels like a big number. Show. Like it yeah. feels like a big celebration. It feels like a great big musical number. Yeah. Yes, yeah. brilliant. And um, I really, really like. Um, the fact that you see Reverend Lovejoy's dad, like, yeah. <laughs> and he talks about, um, like all the morals and the ethics and stuff, and it's like, um, we just entertained your dad, and then you see his dad, like, yeah. waving out the window. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I would what would have been even better is if it was my number one, and then your number one was Marge's like rebuttal song. <laughs> <laughs> I hate that about like morals and, and ethics. ethics and cardinal forbearance. <laughs> That's so funny. Well, I also have a song to sing. Don't make up your mind until you hear both songs. Mm-hmm. <coughs> morals and ethics and cardinal forbearance. What a killjoy in that episode. Exactly, and. Right, I've got to get it in there because we're trying to. I'm aiming to try and mention it in every episode that we do. But we know how horny Marge is. Yeah, she she's is like the most sex positive person in the show, and she is just like the biggest prude in this episode. And I really don't get it. I, I, I watched Grandpa versus Section Inadequacy last night. Yeah, and in that episode, Marge has got to get it. Like she is, <laughs> she is all about it. <laughs> Uh, and so yeah I just think that I mean I understand why because of the the storyline and yeah. um, I get it but I just don't think it plays to her I don't like character. prudish Marge no, no, I, I like sex like. positive Marge yeah I do too and um, she she just needs to lighten up because at the end of the day like I as a mother I don't know if it's just because I'm a very sex positive person and I like like I said like I appreciate burlesque and things like that but mm. I would love if my son at 10 was like, had a job that he wanted to keep, that he really enjoyed. It's like really good, strong work ethics. She should be happy mm. that her son is like working and making a living and like learning these like life lessons to respect women and things like that. And if she doesn't agree with it, she doesn't, if she said, oh, okay, 
maybe don't have Bart on the stage. It feels a bit inappropriate, but I'm happy for him to keep working here. At the door. Like, have a sensible like, conversation. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, I feel like it's weird as well because um, another song that nearly made my shortcut but didn't was, and we've spoken about it because it's in series one, I believe, um, is mm. uh, The Girls of the World. You know, like, that's kind of burlesque as well. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I could love a million girls. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I love that song as well. And that's really similar. And, like, the whole point of that whole episode is Marge being like, you need to teach Bart to respect women, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And in my opinion, like, Bart is really respectful of women in this episode. Yeah. I think that's actually what is where, where Marge, or maybe the show in in some respects, misunderstands the whole idea of burlesque. Because maybe it, it, is, it isn't like a subjugating women movement at it's all. Em- it's like it's the opposite empowering. of like yeah, exactly. It's like the it's like the sex positive version of like just a lap dance. Yeah, exactly. It's like yeah, it's the empowering version. It's like the this is the I don't know. Yeah, it feels like they're mixing mixing them up a little bit. As a woman, like if if I was talented in any type of art form, which I'm really really <laughs> not, I would be a burlesque dancer. I think, and I. I feel like it would make me feel empowered rather than like sex object mm-hmm. because at the end of the day, like I see it and I, I feel this way about drag as well. I've got high, I've got very strong opinions about drag. It's an art form. It's a form of entertainment. It is um, a way to um, express yourself creatively. And I think it, women should feel empowered about it and not feel like they're being sex objects because at the end of the day like I I have quite strong opinions as well about lap dancing and like strip clubs Mm -hmm. and stuff like at the end of the day that woman's probably making more money per hour than other women that aren't lap dancing do you know what I mean like (laughs) I don't know at the end of the day it's one of them like it's one of them things where other people want to put their opinion on what someone else thinks. Yeah, exactly. Hey, if someone wants to do it and they find it empowering, that's up for them to decide, not you. Crack on, to tell yeah. them they're not empowered by doing something. Exactly. You don't know what they're thinking, so... Exactly. Uh, it's, it's to each their own sort of thing. Like, if that's what you want to do and it makes you feel good, do it. Exactly. <laughs> My goals for 2022, be a, be a lap dancer or a... Best dancer. (laughs) After my get practicing. Yeah, (laughs) I have to stop having babies first. (laughs) (laughs) Moving on. (laughs) Right. Well, I'm so I'm so happy that we had the same number one and we both uh, were on the same page of that one. That was such a fun revelation. I love it. We still got a couple of choices left. Yeah, we have. So we've got our one more. So um, because obviously my number one was the same as yours, I'll go ahead and I'll mention my one more so this is i think gonna really surprise you and i think it's gonna be like a massive wild card um but i do i do have my reasons behind it so my one more is from season nine episode 22 Mm. trash of the titans Uh and it's the garbage man can i'm really proud of you homie but can the garbage man really do all the things you said oh the garbage man can marge The Garbage Man Can. Who can take your trash out? Stomp it down for you. Shake the plastic bag and do the twisty thingy too. 
the garbage man. Oh, the garbage man can. The garbage man can, and he does it with a smile and never judges you. <laughs> Who can take the sniper? I don't mind at all. Who can clean me up before the big policeman's ball? The garbage man! Yes, the garbage man can! The sanitation folks are jolly friendly blokes Courteous and easy going Them up up when you're overflowing And tell you when your ass is showing Who can? Who can? Who can? Who can? So I didn't realise, but this is actually, until I sort of read it when I was doing my research and like the penny dropped, I was like, oh my God, I didn't even realise. This is actually a parody of The Candyman from Willy Wonka. Yeah. Yeah. The candy man can. Um, but I didn't realise. And I was like, oh, my God, yeah, I didn't. I love Willy Wonka as well, so I don't even know why I didn't oh, right. ever. I was going to say, were you yeah. unfamiliar with the song? No, or... I love... I love. You just hadn't put two and two together. I just don't think I put two and two together. Like, I, I hadn't... Because they don't make direct references. Like, I know that some parodies that they make it really obvious and, like... Mm-hmm put parodies in while they're singing and dancing and stuff but this wasn't overly obvious so i just didn't put two and two together but um i didn't realize so yeah um i love willy wonka i love the song in charlie and the chocolate factory but yeah i just didn't realize but um i love this this is a massive massive nostalgia for me my sister who i'm very very close with who's also a big fan of the show so shout out to my sister trash of the titans is actually her favorite episode of all time okay and i don't know why we we were talking about it the other week when um she first listened to the pod but um she said oh yeah trash of the titans is my favorite and i'm like that's really shocking because this is quite late on like season nine Mm. um but i could just remember watching this as a kid and i I believe I might be wrong, but I believe that it was on one of the VHSs that I had. And yeah, um, I, I was going to say I had one of the VHSs, the actual bought ones that had compilations yeah. of episodes on. Yeah, I think we had the same collection, and I think. Um, yeah, I'm wondering which one it was remember. on. Yeah, I can't. I can't really remember off the top of my head, but I got a funny no. feeling that this was on one of them because it, it was definitely an episode that I watched a lot more than others. It definitely was up. because I watched it a lot. Yeah. Yeah, um, but me and her can sing this song like the whole way through with all the lyrics and everything like that. But um, bonus episode. It's just yeah, it's just um, it's just a massive um, wild card, and it's just not something that I like would ever pick. Like this episode's not overly high up on my favorite episodes, but I just think. 
the nostalgia and like the way it reminds me of my sister and the, the way it reminds mm. us me of us as kids because we're quite close in age um and just like i could just remember us sitting there watching it together and enjoying it together and singing together and things like that so it's it's more the nostalgia that this is on my list yeah, and I this love is that. this is why it's my one more because as i said i don't really enjoy the episode as much as others but it's the memories that go with it that i love which is yeah I love people's like favorite picks when it comes down to like a nostalgia reason because that's when you get the really surprising choices where people's favorites are like, well, I loved it when I was a kid or I remember it from when I was a kid so it sticks as my favorite. So when your sister says, oh, my favorite episode is that and you're surprised, it's because she has that nostalgia factor for it. And when yeah. I recorded with the guys, I was so shocked by some of their like favorite picks. I know. Theirs, theirs are so crazy like, when I was when I listened to it initially, like the episode that you put out with um, with Becca and the boys, some of their yeah. episodes, I was like, I can't believe they've picked that. Like that's really yeah, shocked same. me because it's not the ones that I have the nostalgia for. No, but exactly. Then when it's someone else, I'm like, oh. so recording with them and being so shocked by their choices, it's made me like so curious about other people's choices. And when other people tell me the ones they love, I'm like, wow, like. Either it'll be an episode I like, and I'm like, yeah, I like that, but I can't, wouldn't say it was my favourite, or like maybe one that's near the bottom of my pile, and I'm like, I can't believe that you love that episode, let alone like it's your favourite. And it's so that's kind of what you say about your sister's favourite episode being Trash of the Titans and stuff. Yeah. I really actually love hearing those odd choices as ones that people love. Yeah, because I think that everyone has such a different relationship to the to the show so everyone's yeah. favorite episodes is completely different for completely different reasons but yeah my sister yeah. loves this episode and every time i see it and every time it's on the tv or i watch it again i always just think of her mm. yeah love it yeah how very wholesome yeah there was um a couple of um there was a couple of um, facts that i picked up about this episode which i thought was really interesting so apparently you two who obviously um cameo in the episode they weren't approached by the simpsons they actually went to the simpsons and was like put us in an episode uh it was getting to that time that era where people wanted to then be in it yeah yeah so they went to the um i don't know who they spoke to specifically but they apparently went to the simpsons and said we want to be in an episode do it and the simpsons basically turned around to them and was like yeah absolutely we'll put you in an episode but they wrote it really quickly so that you two didn't get booked up like their diaries didn't get booked up and um so they just not rushed it like because this is actually quite as as a late episode this is oh i do like this episode yeah yeah, because it has all the love day stuff which i like and the garbage heap in the garden yeah it's it's a fun episode yes for a season nine episode this is quite a good episode yeah um but they yeah they just wrote it and wrote them in it and put everything in mm. it which is really funny oh and you've got um you've got steve martin as well in this like this is quite a yeah the sanitation commissioner yeah. yeah but i think it's really funny because obviously bono's really into um his like preserving the environment and things like that so yeah. t- for an episode to be about people trashing a city yeah i don't know if that's coincidental or if they did that on purpose or if they wrote it specifically around you two or if they just decided that they'd already had the episode idea and then they kind of just slotted them in it but um no i love it and another cool fun fact that i've read about this episode as well is that um in 
the episode when it's aired on TV and stuff, um, you two sing in it, like they have a little bit on yeah. it. But um, everywhere else, so like if it's on CDs or if it's on anywhere else, they're not on it. Like they don't cameo in it at all. Oh, really? Yeah, so... I don't know. It must be some kind of copywriting or something. But yeah. um, on because this features in on like a couple of the Simpsons CDs that came out around the time. Right. Um, the the U two like the sanitation blocks are Charlie friendly oh, blocks. You know the bit, the bit where they, where sing they in actually the sing. Song. Oh, yeah, yeah. That bit. They're not actually it'll on the be CDs about and their music. stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I think it'll be like the copywriting it'll be their contract. Stuff. Yeah. yeah. It's a, it's a bit like. The, it'll be the same reason why Michael Jackson couldn't sing Happy Birthday Lisa even though he could voice the character yeah. because if it's a song it's the record label and they are notoriously evil yeah exactly so um, so yeah I thought that was pretty interesting hmm love it yeah so what's your one more <laughs> it's a really weird one it's <laughs> barely a song it's just an episode I watched recently and since I watched it this little sort of jaunty bit of uh, musicmanship has stuck in my head uh, so it's from the episode Lady Bouvier's Lover love it and, um, already it's Homer and Grandpa they just suddenly start like almost <laughs> like scatting together do you know the one I mean play it cool no remind Cause me because I completely forgotten it so <laughs> now what you gotta do if you wanna get a kiss is act real smooth and make a move like this <laughs> <laughs> I love that. See, that is never one that I would ever think about, ever. I had totally forgotten this bit, and I've been laughing about this. <laughs> so if I take your advice and make your patented move, then my chances for love will slightly improve. <laughs> Just like Homer and Grandpa, like, scat singing. <laughs> it really made me laugh. So yeah, I, I had to this. include it. I couldn't get it out of my head. Now, what's the rule? Play it cool. <laughs> This is brilliant. If you want to make your move, you gotta play it cool. Now what you gotta do if you want to get a kiss is act real smooth and make your move like this. Oh, I see. So if I take your advice and make your patented move, then my chances for love will slightly improve. Uh, uh. <laughs> uh, what's that rule? Play it cool. So it's a completely wild card pick that I was just like, uh, you know what? I'm putting it in there. There was other choices and I was just like, the last minute I was like, play it cool. Play it cool. <laughs> it's going it's in got to be done. <laughs> I love it. I just want an excuse to put it on the, uh, to put the clip on this episode. I'm really impressed that you could actually do it in a way that makes it memorable because by you saying that I'm like I I know the episode I know the bit you're mean but I could never like hear it in my head but the way that you've just sang it is like spot on but I'm a bit like oh I totally forgot that it was in I it's what it's an episode I don't watch that often and it's just a moment I I've discovered so many moments this watch through that like oh my god I totally forgot that and I love it like, yeah. the, I love that bit. It's so bizarre and it's been stuck in my head since. Like, I got the Iggy. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I did the Iggy. That's <laughs> oh, the, there's, the there's one, there's a line coming up. I, it might be in the next episode that we record, 
but I, <laughs> I'm doing it again. I can't think about it without <laughs> laughing. And every now and then since I've watched it, I've started giggling to myself. And Becca's like, are you thinking about that line again? <laughs> and I, it's, I, I, I can't talk about it now because I can't wait to talk about it on the actual next episode that we okay. record. It's going to come up on that. It's like part of my galoshes. It's like, it's not even funny, but we laughed about it for like 20 minutes and we're still talking yeah. about it. Yeah. There's just these bits. So <laughs> that's my real wild card. You wouldn't have seen that one coming. No, I definitely didn't. So there was just like one special mention that I wanted to make. So as I said, when we was talking about my um, episode three, my uh, yeah. my third pick, um, there was a, a song that I picked that was in my list for ages. And then I switched it to have Dr. Zayas instead. And that right. was oh, yeah. um, See My Vest. Oh, that's great. Yeah, and yeah, I was so. This had probably been my number five. This would have been really close. Yeah, I think I feel like it would have been in my list as well. But I literally just swapped it out for Doctor Zayas. Um, but I did want to just mention it. Like it's hilarious, and like I think it's really clever, and like it's mm. something that I sing quite a lot, and just like pick out the like little lines like "See this poodle on my noodle" and <laughs> things like that, and like um, made from real gorilla chest. And just like all yeah. the random like little bits, but it's great to get Mr. Burns getting his own song as well. Yeah, I really like the vest. <laughs> I'm glad that I put <laughs> Doctor Zayas in my list. Like it definitely deserved to be in my list more because, as I said, I prefer um, a fish called Selma more than mm-hmm. 101 Greyhounds. Um, mm. But I think I actually I I have a real strong nostalgic memory of. 101 Greyhounds so I'd actually think that is higher on my list that's interesting yeah. yeah do you know what I'm really annoyed at myself as well for not including 101 Greyhounds in my film parodies oh yeah yeah I'm I really think it was in my shortlist for that I'm yeah. really annoyed because as Disney films go because obviously we spoke about Disney quite a lot um, 101 Dalmatians is quite high up on my favourite Disney films so I'm really annoyed mm. that I didn't even I just probably didn't put two and two together, to be honest. Um, mm. But no, I'm glad that I picked Dr. Zayas, but this was really, really close to being on my list. And it was in my list, then I switched it out last minute. Mm. Yeah. I One that I do actually really like, but I know that in these side episodes, we normally only cover series one to ten. Yeah. But I am so surprised at how much a song from series 11 gets stuck in my head. Okay. Um, which is the song Testify from the episode oh my Faith God. Off. I love this. Testify. It's a great song. If if we would if we didn't limit the side episodes to series one to ten, it would have been very close to like making my list because it's yeah, that episode is underrated and that is a great song. Yeah, no, I love that. Yeah, so that's a great one. Uh, there was a couple of ones I was gonna mention that were getting close. Like the Canyon I was nearly gonna mention the Canyon Arrow. Canyon Arrow. <laughs> I was nearly going to mention that. That almost was my one more. Yeah. I don't actually like that song, to be honest. <laughs> oh, it just gets stuck in my head. All the ones on my list just get stuck in my head. Yeah. I'm just trying to think if there was any others that I... What about Can I Borrow a Feeling? Oh, of course. <laughs> I love it. How could we forget that? Yeah, that was, almost, that was almost my plus one, but I had to go for Play It Cool at the end. So the two that I would have mentioned that just missed my list were... The Lurleen um, yeah. song. Not the one you mentioned, the other one. Um, yeah. The uh, sort of classic. And the See My Vest are the two that just mm-hmm. missed my list. 
Another one that I like quite a lot is um, when Bart and Millhouse get all like souped up on the super squishy Springfield, Springfield, it's a hell of a town. That one I like. Do you know what? I'm pretty surprised neither of us mentioned or what on our lists. The monorail song. Yep. How did you know? I'm so shocked. I'm so shocked. It's the most famous song. So amazingly, an episode we both love we the song which is the probably most famous simpsons song was not on either of our lists i know it's crazy but you know what it was i was talking to becca about it when i was doing my list i said i think i've just because it's so famous i've just heard it enough yeah maybe maybe i think i've just heard it enough but i do say like the ring came off my pudding can take my pen yeah. my <laughs> like it's a great song <laughs> it's just not quite up there for me yeah like that song isn't the reason i love that episode no it's just like a little bonus. It's brilliant. So yeah. Wow. What a great uh, great selection. Yeah, I'm really I'm really happy with what we've got. Yeah. That was a good one. So let's do a recap then. My number 4 was Bagged Me a Homer from the episode Colonel Homer. My number 3 was Flaming Moe's from the episode Flaming Moe's. My number 2 was Talking Softball from the episode Homer at the Bat. My number one was The Spring in Springfield from Bart After Dark. And my plus one was Play It Cool from Lady Bouvier's Lover. (laughs) So my number four was Baby on Board from Homer's Barbershop Quartet. My number three was Dr. Zayas from A Fish Called Selma. My number two was We Do from Homer the Great, the Stonecutter song. And my number one was also We Put the Spring in Springfield from Bar After Dark. And then my one more wild card was um, The Garbage Man Can from The Trash of the Titans. Great lists. Yeah. Really good selection. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm really loving, like, I, I love doing the season by season. They're like meteor. And I'm loving that we break it up with these in between them. And the lists that come out of these side episodes are always so surprising. Um. But then when I do them, I'm like, okay, I'm ready to go into another like season yeah, now. And then I'm ready for another break. So I'm really looking forward to talking about season five next time, uh, which, wow, I finished watching it a little while ago and it's such a good, good season. Yeah, season five is brilliant. I'm really excited to talk about season uh, five. One of the best. I really can't wait to talk about some of the episodes on that. Um, so, yeah. Which we'll be doing in two weeks' time. So until then, if you want to let us know your favourite songs or episodes or contact us for any reason whatsoever you can do so at the email uh four and one more pod at gmail.com or through the website four and one more.com uh you can also follow the instagram account that emma uh is in charge of emma tell us about the instagram account yep so i try and post um a couple of times a week at least um just with simpson's memes and screenshots and quotes and things like that that make me laugh or cheer me up um but you can find that on um instagram um at four underscore and underscore one underscore more i think if you say if you search for on one more on instagram it comes up it'll come up yeah and our logo's on there so you'll know yeah (laughs) It's the one with all the Simpsons screenshots on it. <laughs> I like following it. <laughs> yeah, we get we get um get quite a few um comments and people liking our pages and stuff like that. Yeah, so that's nice. yeah, it's good. Uh, and you can also talk to us uh directly on Twitter as well. I'm on there at Bob Shoy, that's at B O B S H O Y. And I'm on there at Emma Rowena, which is at 
E-M-M-A-R-O-E-N. A. A. <laughs> final A. <laughs> That's not the first time you've forgotten that final A. Do you know, the f- I'm just going to blame baby brain. Like, um, yeah. I'm, f- I'm not even going to edit it this time. I'm just going <laughs> to let them hear the silence. Um, yeah, so you can do that. <laughs> yep. And then finally, this is part of my podcast network. So if you go to bobshoy.com, if you enjoy this, you might enjoy some of the other stuff I work on and you'll find out about all the rest of my podcasts there. That's B-O-B-S-H-O-Y.com and support my times uh, editing and researching this as well as those other podcasts on patreon.com slash bobshoy. And I think we're done. It's been so much fun. I've really enjoyed talking about this. Yeah, this is a good one. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So until next time, part of my gloshes, I guess. Yeah. And don't forget to <laughs> play it cool. <laughs> <laughs> Some men hunt for sport, others hunt for food. The only thing I'm hunting for is an outfit that looks good. See my vest, see my vest, made from real gorilla chest. Feel this sweater, there's no better than authentic Irish setter. See this hat, it was my cat, my evening wear vampire bat. These white slippers are albino, African endangered rhino, grizzly bear underwear, turtles necks, I've got my share, beret of poodle on my noodle, it shall rest. Try my red robin suit, it comes one breast or two. See my vest, see my vest, see my vest. Like my loafers, former gophers, it was that. Or skin my chauffeurs, but a greyhound for tuxedo would be best. So let's prepare these dogs. Kill two for matching dogs. See my vest, see my vest. Oh, please, won't you see my vest? I really like the vest. I gathered, yeah.